Merry Christmas. It's still Christmas. Last day. Well, now that all the gift giving is over, tell me, were you able to receive or be gifted with something you've always dreamt of having? And if you can think of one gift in particular, what would it be? Has this wonderful gift made a change in your life for the better? One gift that I did receive this Christmas and may not be considered the most romantic gift to receive from any spouse, but I think it's great, is the Gladwell Coaster Rechargeable Cordless Mop. Merry Christmas to me. Okay, so it's not very romantic to receive a gift from your husband that says clean the house. But I wanted it. I, I actually, yes, I asked for it. Um, you see, I, I asked for this slightly mundane gift for a very practical and probably selfish reason. I like to clean my house. More precisely, I, I like to have my house neat and clean. <clears throat> See, for me, uh, a clean home is pacifying to me. It seems to put my world in order. The truth is, I can't stand mess. So when I feel stressed, I often attribute my stress to a messy world, a messy life, a messy house. So what is the best way to deal with stress for me in my life? I clean house. Or what my husband Michael and I call doing my uh, seven happinesses. But uh, through the years, the seven happinesses have grown into ten and maybe even more. You know the ones. Um, things like taking out the garbage, uh, the recycling, the compost, uh, washing the dishes, cleaning the bathroom, my favorite part, uh, giving the dog a bath, vacuuming the carpets, and making my, short, my floors shiny. <coughs> So uh, it's crazy and neurotic, I know. But every little thing, even if it's a little thing to clean up in my house, it makes a world of difference to me, makes my day. And perhaps my world just a little bit better. Yes, yeah, so now I've received indeed a gift that will improve my level of, str of, str of stress and give me some peace of mind. Because me and mess, not a good mix. But 
our world is messy. A true, genuine mess of corruption, of poverty, of homelessness, of climate change, of starvation, of wars, and we can go on and on. And yet, so very often, there is a glimmer of hope, a moment of kindness and grace. I, I see it all the time, and perhaps you do too, if we take the time to notice or even be a part of this moment of kindness, this moment of grace, God smiling upon us, God showing us that God is still here. If we would only take notice or even put a little bit of our own goodness, our own kindness in our daily world. But there are times when life seems really tough, really tough, really messy. And that's there are times when I wonder, where is God? You know, the world is a mess. And in this mess, I ask, oh God, where are you? And then there are times when I witness a moment of grace where I see a glimpse of God's presence. When I see the kindness of strangers. Some examples, case of point, um, I live in Oakland, I live near downtown, and there are many uh, homeless folks, as you can imagine, uh, but they are really part of my neighborhood community. Uh, many of the homeless, uh, me, uh, we, people in my apartment building and the surrounding neighborhood, we know uh, these folks by name. We know their stories, we know their histories, and they are part of our neighborhood family. And it's our neighborhood community that come out weekly to, sometimes daily, offer either prepared food or warm up food, bring bags of groceries, or give bedding or clothing, or just talk with the homeless. Little acts of kindness, moments of grace, glimpses of God with us. Another example is last week I was uh, rushing to catch Bart on my way to work, and, and I did not realize that I'm pulling out uh, my clipper card and my wallet that I had dropped more than just a few uh, bills out of my wallet behind me. Uh, a person caught up with me um, at the platform and she offered me my cash back. On that same uh, ride on BART to San Francisco, I, I began to having this, uh, this coughing fit. You know the one where you have a tickle in your throat and you just can't help but cough. And I tried to stop <coughs> fumbling through my bag to find a, a lozenge and uh, from the periphery of my vision, I could see a person sitting next to me, and she tapped me on the shoulder and smiled and immediately gave me uh, a cough drop. 
you know, it's just still acts of kindness, moments of grace, glimpses of God with us, even in the messiness of our daily lives. God amidst us, remaining with us, even and most especially in our mess. Today, we have one of the most memorable stories of the birth of Jesus that many of us heard throughout our lives. You know, the iconic nativity scene in Matthew where Jesus is born in poverty. And later on, as we read in this chapter, is visited and worshipped by Magi, wise people of the East. And they come bearing gifts for the newborn king. An iconic image. Yet within the same second chapter of Matthew's gospel, there is a section in verses 16 and 17 concerning the slaughter of the innocents. On that verse, on those verses it states, when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. The slaughter of the innocents. A bloody and horrifying mess. When I first heard this portion of the gospel as a child, I wondered, where is God in this story? For Matthew in this gospel, God is present and comes to Joseph and the Magi in dreams, warning them of Herod's plan to destroy the Christ child and for them to flee. But what of the many infants killed? I then turned to other parts of scripture to seek for an answer. And remember a passage from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, that says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have life eternal. Thus, God not abandoning us to death. Still, how do I, how do we make sense of these accounts? It's messing and confusing. And look, as a person of faith, I know that our world is a very messy place and that I cannot clean up the messiness that comes every day in every way imaginable, even for a cordless mop. But what I can do is make the world a better place, bring to life in my perhaps small and imperfect way a glimpse of God's grace in the world. It's still Christmas time, folks. And in Christmas time, we remember and we celebrate God with us. We celebrate our belief that God came to share our human life with us, to live, 
to experience joy, suffering, pain, and death, just like us. And then with his son Jesus, bring us back to life eternal, a life with the divine, with God. God being with us, most intimately by becoming one of us, becoming incarnate, taking on our human life amidst and yes, in spite of all the suffering, death, and messiness of it all. You know, we need not be perfect to cultivate or to contribute even just a little bit of our loving and authentic selves to make a difference in someone's life. One act of kindness at a time. Because little things count. Little things matter. Small good things can count and mount up to make great good things. Tomorrow we celebrate Christ's light, Epiphany. So I pray that in our personal and often not so perfect ways that we may shine our light of goodness, kindness, and grace, and perhaps make a world, if not a little less dark and messy, a heck of a lot brighter by bringing Christ's light, God with us in this messy world. Every little bit of goodness counts. So, I pray, let your light shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.